for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hi everybody, welcome to Living Life. Now in desperate times, we always come to the Lord kneeling down in prayer. We also see in today, today's passage where Jeremiah confined in prison, he comes to the Lord in prayer. Not that he hasn't prayed before the Lord throughout his life, but he continues to pray before the Lord even in desperate situation. Now his prayer may have come become more desperate because of his situation. But nevertheless, uh, we come to learn through today's passage that even in desperate times, that we should never fail to continue to pray before the Lord, kneeling down to ask what his will is and what, uh, how we should understand our current situation. So as we take a look in today's passage, I hope that you may be encouraged uh, by this passage, and I hope that you find a, a solution to the desperate situation that you are in. So why don't we take a look in today's passage. Jeremiah chapter 33, verses 1 through 13. While Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard, the word of the Lord came to him a second time. This is what the Lord says, He who made the earth, the Lord who formed it, and established it, the Lord is his name. Call to me and I will answer you, and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says about the houses in this city, and the royal palaces of Judah that have been torn down to be used against the siege ramps and the sword in the fight with the Babylonians. They will be filled with the dead bodies of the people I will slay in my anger and wrath. I will hide my face from this city because of all its wickedness. Nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. I will bring Judah and Israel back from captivity and will rebuild them as they were before. I will cleanse them from all the sin they have committed against me and will forgive all their sins of rebellion against me. Then this city will bring me renown, joy, praise and honor before all nations on earth that hear of all the good things I do for it. And they will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provide for it. This is what the Lord says. You say about this place, it is a desolate waste without people or animals. Yet in the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem that are deserted, inhabited by neither people nor animals, there will be heard once more the sounds of joy and gladness, the voices of bride and bridegroom, and the voices of those who bring thank offerings to the house of the Lord, saying, Give thanks to the Lord Almighty, for the Lord is good. His love endures forever. For I will restore the fortunes of the land as they were before, 
says the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In this place, desolate and without people or animals, in all its towns there will again be pastures for shepherds to rest their flocks. In the towns of the hill country, of the western foothills and of the Negev, in the territory of Benjamin, in the villages around Jerusalem and in the towns of Judah, flocks will again pass under the hand of the one who counts them, says the Lord. So in the first three verses, we already find the very reason why we have to continue our prayer even in desperate times. Especially in verse 3, it says, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Now from here, we can see that the things that we may have never known because we're so focused on our difficulties, God will disclose that to you if you call upon my name and pray to me. He will answer by telling us the great and unsearchable things that we would have never known. It's almost a degree of being a mystery, something that uh, we will never come to understand. But God says and promises that he will disclose this to us uh, if we call upon him. Now, the reason why this is important, because uh, we see in the previous verse of that, it says in verse 2, this is what the Lord says, he who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it. The Lord is his name. Now we see the sovereignty of Lord. He's the one who created this universe. And even if we are in desperate times where we're so focused onto our own problem, God says, I am the one who created this universe. And I know from the beginning and end what the answer uh, should be to your problem. And that's what God is letting us know first. That's why he says we have to call upon him uh, in prayer so that we could come to know uh, what God would say to us in our problems. So what is it that God disclosed to us? So what is the great and unsearchable things that God will tell us that we would have never known if we did not pray? Uh, these are the things that are laid out in the following verses. Uh, there are three elements. Uh, let me summarize them. First, that the wrath of God must be fulfilled. Second is that only then God brings health and healing to his people. The last thing is that God restores praise towards God. So these three elements we see in verses 4 all the way to the bottom. And the only thing I can come to in conclusion is that this is the gospel message. That God's, uh, God's wrath and his anger has to be fulfilled. Uh, the sinfulness and the rebellion of God's people has to be fulfilled by a sacrifice. Someone has to pay for our wickedness. That must be fulfilled. Well, in the context of today's passage, it is uh, exile. It has, uh, the people of God has to be banished. That's the punishment they receive. But I believe that this point towards the ultimate sacrifice, the eternal sacrifice that we witness on the cross, who is uh, Christ Jesus, the unblemished Lamb of God, where God's wrath has been fulfilled. Now the second, only then God brings uh, health and healing. We see in verse 6, Nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it, that he will restore his people. He will recover their, uh, their wounds. He will restore them to uh, their goodness, their health uh, as in, a, in the previous state. That, what, that is what God promises us. Uh, from all the wounds they may have received from God's punishment, 
God will heal them and cleanse them from all their sins. That's seen in verse 7. It also says, forgive all their sin and rebellion. We might all sometimes just ask for recovery from, from our illness, but health and healing is represented in verse 7 in terms of cleansing all our sin and forgiving all our sin of rebellion. That's the true cleansing and healing and bringing us back to health. That's what God will, that is what God will do after uh, His uh, wrath has been fulfilled, uh, satisfied. And third is restoring praise towards God. We see that in the following verses, where God will restore fortunes of the land as they were before, but what this brings before is that give thanks to the Lord Almighty, for the Lord is good. His love endures forever. We start to, we start to hear this saying, this proclamation that God is good. He is, his love endures forever. Even before we witness the restoration of fortunes of the land as they were before, we hear people crying out and shouting the goodness of God. Now, that's why I said there's a restoration of praise towards God, acknowledging that God is the only, only God who is good. Uh, so uh, what, what does this lead to? We see in the last verse, flocks will again pass under the hand of the one who counts them. Yes, this is talking about the actual shepherds that will come uh, to the land and, and where the shepherding is restored. But I believe this is symbolic of the one who would shepherd us eternally. Flocks will again pass under the hand of the one who counts them. I believe that is Christ Jesus only because he's the ultimate and eternal shepherd who leads us to green pastures. He's the greatest uh, shepherd. He's the good shepherd. And he's the one who calls us by our names and we will recognize his voice. I believe that God gives us this promise. And when we pray to him, he discloses this mystery, something that we cannot imagine when we are stuck in our problem, in a confined prison where we only think about the impending death that will come to us, the misfortune that we have received. But God says, direct your attention to the promise that I'm going to disclose you, something that you cannot fathom or you cannot un understand. But I give this to you, the great and unsearchable thing. If you call upon me, I will say and speak to you. And that is the very gospel message that is being disclosed, that he will uh, save us from our wretchedness and he will restore our praise towards him. So please call upon the Lord in prayer, not just asking about how your career should be, how your misfortunes should be resolved, but rather asking God what his will is. I think God will tell us Please reorient your concerns uh, on the promises that I'm making before you. Uh, the foundation of my will, which is to save you, which is to redeem you, which is to bring you to life. So pray for your family, pray for your children, and pray for your a small group in your church. Do not be distracted by what you see right now, uh, the things that are confining them like a prison but rather direct your attention to what God will be doing then. Something that we may not understand, we cannot fathom, a great and unsearchable thing that we may not come to understand, but God promises that it is related to their salvation, that he will bring us 
into redemption. So something that is beyond our cognitive abilities to understand, God will bring to us in fulfillment. So why don't we pray for this before the Lord? God, Lord, I pray for every prayer request. Rather than focusing on problem, problems, I hope that we redirect and reorient our attention to what you will be doing for all of us. Rather than asking for quick guidance, let us ask for something that is eternal. Lord God, rather than focusing on our, our, our own problem, let us rather uh, pay attention to what God wants to do for all humanity. So Lord God, I ask that you work for us, that you fulfill your promise of salvation, that you lead us all to life. I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. For a single soul, reaching a far 